right, let's see if I still know how to do this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Wait a second. Children of all ages. Isn't this show rated explicit? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. We're going to be using a lot of adult no-no words. Ladies and gents, we're proud to present to you the Spinning Our Gears podcast. As a reminder, the issues, views, and opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the co-hosts and their guests and do not reflect those of any department, agency, city, municipality, state, or country. All stories, characters, and individuals discussed on the podcast should be considered fictional for entertainment value, especially if there's any Blue Falcons listening in. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't like it, hit the big X and find something else. Otherwise, without further ado, here are your hosts, Turk and Swagger. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Spinning Our Gears. Today's Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. I'm Turk. That guy's the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher at Hogwarts, otherwise known as Swagger. <laughs> Oh, dude. How you doing, man? I, I don't know where you call I say it every time that we get on our <laughs> Like You literally pull this shit out of a fucking hat. Like, well, you know, it's been a minute, and I haven't got a chance to introduce you to the world like I normally do, and I figured I better come out swinging. Yeah, we were just talking about it. It's been, like, what, a month? Yeah. Like, it's funny. We recorded the last episode, and we were like, oh, yeah, we're on track now. We're back. Current, like, current date and everything It's going to be great. And then what happens? A month goes by. <laughs> yeah. We're behind. Son of a bitch. Well, you know, we've had a lot of people reaching out asking like, you know, wait, when's the next episode going to drop? You know, when are you guys doing this? When are you doing that? I'm going like, well, all right, time out. We're both a little busy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know about you. I kind of figured like, oh, we'll have time to, to keep up with it. And then training happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know all this training that the these new agencies just keep throwing our way that we right. never obtained the opportunity to do at the old one so and like last second like hey you weren't certified in this already you need to go get certified in this yeah um so i got a pretty funny story about that actually because apparently my uh mentioning that we hadn't done something in about six years because i hadn't done it since the academy and i'm not going to elaborate on it because it's going to probably throw a wrench in something for the other old agency but <laughs> um they were not certified nobody there in a certain couple things that you need to be certified in like every couple of years oh no um and you know so that's, you know, you included, me included, everybody included. And now they're all rushing to have to be certified in this. And I'm like, oops, open the can of worms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may have gotten thanked by a couple of the uh, the guys from the uh, the previous agency over the weekend. We were hanging out for me, throwing them all under the bus. <laughs> it wasn't me. I just mentioned it. And apparently it just, it took off. Well, I just, I forgot what all it takes to... I guess kind of stay certified or like, like just transferring from one place to another, you know, I, the yeah. poor record, the poor records clerk at my new place. I think she probably spent three hours scanning certificates from the past 12 years of my life yeah. just to put it in the program. But just trying to unfuck everything that was fucked up for the past. <laughs> yeah, I get it. She, she'd go, Hey, where did you take this training at? I go, 
somewhere in America. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> I had that. I had that same similar question get asked, and I'm pretty sure I said "bumfuck Egypt." I have no fucking clue. <laughs> like, does, does it have did a date on it? No. Yeah. Fuck. Damn it. Did this actually occur or did you print this out yourself? Well, and then half the time, yes, you did. Yeah, right. Now. <laughs> you took it on the computer and you printed it out and you were blessed because that's right. what you did. Right. Or they or wherever you took it through sent you an email and a PDF and you you print it off on a like cheap piece of paper. Yeah. And then you gave yourself the pat on the back for completing it and you moved on with your life. Right. Like, perfect. Right. Yeah. You, well, at the old agency, you'd scan it to a person who was in charge of all that, and you would never see it again. And who knows what they did with it? Wipe yeah, their I, ass? I don't know. Well, with my stuff, they 100% wipe their ass with it. So, because that I'd never seen, I've never seen that stuff. I mean, that just totally vanished. Well, you know, when you when you leave an agency under good terms, you're allowed to have an exit interview, and you're allowed to see your personnel file, and it's amazing some of the things that included in that personnel file that happened over the past 12 years yeah like the positive things that you've accomplished they just yeah walk away but all of the negative things remain it's kind of weird yeah Mm. Mm. seems a little tainted don't you think (laughs) sounds like a governmental agency if you ask me well very much so Mm -hmm. something else so 10 years at a police agency two years at a sheriff's agency class that i got to avoid over those 12 years kind of came back to bite me and it got me last second i got notified by a lieutenant that i was taking this class called cit i know you've been through it yeah also known as crisis intervention team or training or however you want to put it yeah but it week long of mornings of powerpoint or sorry death by powerpoint Uh and then evenings of uh role-playing yeah, and I it, it was I funny heard because a rumor that they stopped doing the role playing. So I'm glad that you had to no, <laughs> no, not at all. And the thing was, my class was so full of green new boots. Like I literally had someone at my table that had just got out of the academy the week before. Oh, and wow. so like all freaking out over this role playing and stuff. And I'm like, guys, we're just talking to people. That's all it is. Is what we do. So. I wasn't trying to talk to people. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know that's what this job included was talking Dude, to people. What did you think you were going to do to sit in a squad car and <laughs> drive around in circles? I mean, like Jesus. Yeah. I will say that the class overall was pretty good. Probably could have been cut down to about three days, cut out some of that fluff and some of that liberal bullshit that was inside of it. Yeah. But you know, overall I enjoyed it. I think it was a good class. I learned quite a bit that I think we might even bring to the podcast here. But it, the the focus of the class is mental health, and you and I have talked about wanting to do that in the podcast. I think it's time we start doing some episodes with mental health. This episode's not going to be about that, but I think we got to start kicking that off and kind of f- fulfilling that obligation. Yeah, we're we're definitely gearing that one up. Um, we got a a couple avenues that we're probably going to explore, um, and, and uh, we're just trying to pick which one we want to do first, um, and if it's going to entail some guests or. Or even like a collaboration with another podcast in the near future. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, super important. You know, obviously mental health is a huge, a huge ordeal, not just in law enforcement, but in the whole world, you know, especially nowadays. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, CIT, I thought CIT was great training. Um, I was actually really skeptical at first, I'll be honest with you. And uh, I did not want to go. I was like, God, I just don't know about this. And then I got to 
uh, you know, use the role playing and kind of work on, you know, relatively negotiating skills and stuff with individuals that are at crisis. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was good. It helped me, you know, learn what to say to people, kind of how um, maybe to position yourself and standing in a room and talking and and all that. So what's perceived to be kind of combative and what's perceived to be more helpful, um, you know, and things that you say or do. So it really changed the game for me. Um, so I, I enjoyed it, but I do agree with you. I think it could have been condensed down to like a three day. Yeah. But. Well, I think, I think with that class, especially if you take away and you really pay attention, it can be used in just about all facets of, of law enforcement. If you can talk a person down off a ledge, you can talk to a victim of a crime. You can talk to just anyone on the street. You can talk a you know drug dealer out of a car for a crying out loud. It's I think it works in just about anything, any facet yeah. of law enforcement. So absolutely, yeah. Speaking of uh, you know mental health stuff, I mean I was out here on the the back patio with a couple of our kids and um, we were doing s'mores and uh, I hear one squad car going. You know, lights and sirens. I was going to say code two. You know, <laughs> certain places. Lights and sirens, and I'm like, oh, and then I hear another one going, killed its, you know, it's killed its siren relatively close to where we live. And I'm like, huh, must be close. You know, the incident's obviously a close area. They're they're killing it, so they don't know. Tactically approaching, right, doing all that stuff. And number two does the same thing. And then a little bit later, number three comes, does the same thing. Number four comes, and then we're sooner or later we're up to eight fucking squad cars. And oh, I'm like, what my. the fuck is going on? Oh, my. And then here comes the ambulance, you know, and it it sounds like it was a, you know, a suicidal subject with a gun. So, but it sounds like it, it was all handled. Um, you know, maybe the officers in that agency used their CIT training to talk the person off the ledge and get them some help. But yeah, that happened tonight as I was freaking sitting out back. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. So I thought maybe it was going to take a turn. You're going to say that the SWAT team was kicking your door down because of your pot farm. Uh, well, no, I burnt that down a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well well, that would be (laughs) uh sorry that would be an instance of a really dumb criminal yeah well and uh you know the uh the drug dealers are upset with me so (laughs) (laughs) jesus (laughs) trying to go on an avenue here and all of a sudden you just crank that wheel to the left No, I was going to say that would be an instance of a dumb criminal. Uh, I've, there's a couple of stories of some dumb criminals out there right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming this first one you probably haven't heard of, but uh, I thought this is something we could maybe do if, if something pops up every episode. We could start talking a little bit more about law enforcement and, and some of the crazy stories out there. Uh, just this morning, it was reported in Orange Park, Florida, that uh, 38-year-old James Walker stole an entire trailer filled with about $12,000 worth of Leonard Skinner items set to be auctioned off for cancer patients. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, this is totally gone down. Anyway, uh, <laughs> authorities said that they are on the lookout for him, but as of right now, he is still a free bird. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Florida. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why everything happens in Florida. Whenever I go there, it seems like such a great place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to just chop that off the country, but <laughs> I think might, might have some family on there. Be careful with that one. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I think I think that uh unfortunately about half of our audience is gonna have no idea what that reference was. 
Yeah, well, you know, and then you had the uh, the, the the two idiots from uh, you know the the prison guard. Yeah, I have that written down too. Oh man, have you watched the body cam video of that yet? No, I didn't know. That, uh, I mean, of the chase. Yeah, well, yeah, the crash and no. dragging her ass out. Like, no, I haven't. What a dummy, man! So. I, when that thing first popped, I was like, I was skeptical right off the bat. I'm like, I don't think that, you know, he took her hostage. And sure enough, you know, turns out she sold her house a month prior and put in her retirement papers the day before, like immediate retirement notice for that and like that weekend. And then sure enough, she's helping him out. And I was like, oh, this is bad. Like she's going to end up dead, like in the back, like the trunk of a car. And Sort of right. She ended up dead, but it wasn't in the trunk of a car. She went on a police chase with the marshals. Yeah, well, and you know, in one way or another, he may not have physically taken her hostage, but he definitely fucking took her hostage by bone. Oh her. yeah, yeah. I mean, good God, the what people do for the D, <laughs> like yeah. in those situations. Like you, you. There's been other instances where. That has happened. This isn't like the first time. No. And it baffles me. I'm just like, your life is that shit outside of your work, you know, that you have to go and do that. Like, right. Holy hell. So, well, I, and just, you know, the manipulation that was probably going on in the jail between yep. probably him to her. But the scary idea is that she was a jail administrator. Yeah. Holy you, shit. You see how big that fucking dude is? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, he's a big old dude. My God. Now, what kind of concerned me, though, was the marshals are looking for him. Have you seen the like the digital billboard signs around town? How, like, the marshals, if there's a wanted person, they'll rent out that billboard. Right. They were using an old picture of him. Oh, like, no, I didn't see that. I mean, they caught him. Good for them. But I'm like, if you want to catch a guy, why are you using an old picture? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know what I got to kick out of this whole ordeal more than anything is the stuff that they are putting on social media about like her and him and like dubbing in their like singing to each other yes. in, their, in their mugshot or whatever, their side-by-side photos. Yes. And, uh, and then her retirement party, like that shit was fucking funny. <laughs> I'm like, that's People asking if they were going to be invited. Yeah. I'm like, that's funny. And then you have, you know, cops are just, you know, cops, right? Right. And yeah, then people commented down there, like, are, can we change this to like a funeral party? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God, the party's really cold. Like, <laughs> Jesus, guys. Well, <laughs> you know, kudos to the sheriff, though, who yeah. he didn't try to hide anything. He was out front with it all. He was up. Uh, did I just say up front already? It's uh, getting late. It's getting late here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> seems to be the reoccurring theme yeah um no he was he was up front he was honest he didn't hold any punches as information became available he divulged it and he went down the right path yeah he made he made a good decision on what he did i mean he, i i don't know the guy obviously but i would say that's probably a relatively good leader at least making good decisions to do yeah what's right right so i would say that she is definitely not a protected douchebag in the in this career field no, I, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> Which brings us to today's topic. Yeah. We, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be upfront and honest to everyone listening right now. This one might be a little bit all over the place. Swagger and I have been kind of mulling this topic over trying to figure out how to articulate it. When it was presented to us, we immediately knew 
what the person was talking about. Yep. But articulating that out to the audience who is not law enforcement, even some who are law enforcement can be kind of difficult. So this was probably the first topic we've had suggested to us by fans. Yeah. And we've just been, we've been spending months really trying to figure out how to present it. So, well, and I think we had it presented to us a couple of different ways. I yeah. had, we had one, you know, that was like protected children type. And I'm like, yep, <clears throat> I get what that, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And we had the protected douches Yep. and I'm like, okay. And then I started thinking about it and we, you know, I mean, we thought about this one for probably what, eight weeks now. It's and, gotta be, it's gotta and, be. I mean, and I'm sitting here going, okay, this could be spun like a lot of different ways. And so mm-hmm. I started taking kind of what that one person was saying and the other person and kind of put them together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like Turk's saying that it's going to probably be all over the place. We'll try to keep it as streamlined as possible, but it is going to be all over the place. I mean, cause yeah. there's different viewpoints on, on what this topic actually means and is, and especially if it's inside law enforcement, what it means versus outside law enforcement, what it means. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, we'll, we'll do what we can. Hopefully you guys can, uh, can stay on the train with us and we'll get to the end. I almost kind of feel like I've had a little bit of anxiety every time I think of the topic, trying to figure out how to present it. One, we have to articulate it Two, we kind of have to protect ourselves and others with exactly what we say. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, we're not trying to hide, but at the same time we can't be upfront and blunt about everything. So yeah, yeah. There, <clears throat> there's some stuff that obviously, you know, without naming names and stuff. I mean, people are, if they listen to the fucking podcast, they're gonna be like, damn it that's me <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah it is and maybe you should adjust that you know that uh that type of lifestyle that you live within law enforcement so mm-hmm. but uh, uh yeah i think i think the best way to start it off is just to say kind of what we're talking about here are those people that no matter what they do wrong come out on the other side almost better than they were going into it yeah because it the, they're being protected yeah <clears throat> they're being protected by some entity above them Yes. Yep. Whether it's, you know, the nepotism where, you know, family friends benefits type ideal where, you know, you got, um, you know, <laughs> you essentially uh, became friends with a person in charge or above you and mm-hmm. then they scratched your back, you scratched their back, they scratched yours type idea. And, you know, that, that dandy until you come across something where, you know, if you put two playing cards field and they're exactly the same but then the person who gets promoted or whatever is because they nepotism or whatever their friends or their boys with the other in the good old boy system Mm -hmm. (laughs) you then run into that issue where it's like wait a second you know that is that actually the right person for that that gig or not but right yeah i've got i've got good old boys written down also this that part of it kind of gets muddled because you you got that old school mentality that kind of when they hear that they turn off the their ability to listen to the conversation because they get defensive this isn't camaraderie this isn't no a brotherhood this is when it's kind of like you said that i'll scratch your back you scratch mine that quid pro quo of you protect me i'll protect you no matter what we're doing even if it's wrong right and that, that is the case most of the time is ethically and morally what is being done is wrong, but nobody will take a stand to against that person because, you know, they're doing so much for them mm-hmm. type thing. And that's where you run into the issue 
not just in law enforcement, but just really anything in government, political, whatever, where you got all these people doing this shit and it doesn't get to the, to get to the, you know, it doesn't benefit anybody but them. Right. So, right. And I think it kind of starts off like it has a beginning, like everything else does. I, I, th- admin is definitely to blame with this, yes. but I think it starts off with a corrupt person, maybe not even a corrupt person, just kind of a, well, a douchebag, a piece of shit. Yeah. And generally they're going to be smooth talkers and they're going to be ass kissers. And that's how it all begins. Right. They're going to fucking brown nose their way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, everybody's experienced brown nosers. You, I, every, you started experiencing brown nosers. I guarantee it when you were in like kindergarten and yep. little freaking like Johnny was up there kissing the teacher's ass to get a better grade or, you know, like be able to talk more or, or whatever. Everybody's experienced it. Um, mm-hmm. and you experience it now, it's no different. You know, um, if you're in a good agency, you know, you'll, you'll get past that shit. Like they won't have it, you know, because the administration or the, the leadership will nip it in the butt. But if you're in a shit agency, it's, it's prevalent all the time mm-hmm. and it will literally drain the morale of your department, your agency, and it'll send that shit right down the shitter. I mean, legitimately speaking. And, and we talk about agency, but again, I think this kind of goes back to our first leaders episode. I think this covers just about any job out there, any career field out there. Um, you know, you, you talked about how a good leader will nip it in the bud, but I think part of the problem is that this is an overtime type of deal. So you have this person that comes in and they start kissing ass right off the bat and they continue to do it days and days, months and months, years and years until it gets to the point where they've done something wrong, but because they've been kissing admin's ass for so long, admin has now built a friendly relationship with them and doesn't want to smack that ass right. <laughs> for lack well, of a better term. And it's clear as if people think that you can't see that shit occurring, you're, you're almost just as incompetent as everybody else. Like it's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> like, it's, it's, it's obvious when it occurs, you know, when you're, you know, for example, <laughs> if you're standing around your LT's door, you know, shooting the shit with them, and then like a couple weeks later, you get a special assignment where yeah. you weren't qualified for over yeah. other people that were in the candidacy, you know, the candidacy, candidacy for it. Sorry, as I stumble over my words, <laughs> you get where I'm going with it. Um, you know, you're kind of you, you, you look at it and go, oh, wait a second. That makes no fucking sense because that dude has like, you know, three years on and you have like eight years on, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, how does that person more qualified than someone who's an eight-year officer because you're not you know at three years on an agency you're you're nothing still but a rookie or and, they they legitimately don't know like it's not even competitive right. right they don't know what they're doing but they're still getting whatever they ask for yeah and it, it, it it's asinine and it, it it shocks me and it's makes like especially now like i just mm-hmm. laugh at it like unreal <clears throat> but we've both experienced it i know other people it um other agencies you know or or in other professions have experienced that exact thing over and over and it's mm-hmm. wrong you know it's a wrong it's a wrong approach to take in any form of uh, of a business or government now do you think swagger that when this ass case oh my god i can't talk either when this when this ass kissing has gone on over time do you think that the admin or managers or whoever it is do they when it comes time to make those decisions, do you think they realize this person's been kissing my ass or do they become jaded to it after all that time and 
like the decision that they make is literally like like are they are they i don't even know how to word it are they make are they making the decisions on good faith and not realizing that they've been had their asshole sucked out for a while that's yeah right that's a hard question to answer because it could be both you know you don't really know i almost feel like we need to like almost phone a friend here on this one and be like just call (laughs) somebody from the you know the prior agency's admin be like hey fucker listen here (laughs) answer this question now that we're not there (laughs) (laughs) um no because like that's like a really hard question to answer because i would say it's probably both you know i would say that they're good some leaders probably good intentions don't realize it and then there's other leaders who you know, or like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you this, but you better do this for me. In yeah. Return. Yeah. And it's, that's the root of the cause. And that's where it all starts. I think you're right. I think it's, it, it's kind of funny to me too. I just, I, I'm pretty sure I know what situation you were talking about yeah, with that yeah. three versus eight year. And I remember watching that breakdown and the person in charge at one point was a great person to work for. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, if this person makes chief one day, I'll love it. And they got a special assignment, and then they got promoted, and it was like their mentality changed. You could just kind of see it a little bit. And then a particular person started kissing their butt over and over and over again. They were at their door every day at briefing. You know, hey, you've been on two years. There's no way that you're this person's best friend. But the leader, in quotes, allowed it to continue to happen. And then all of a sudden the ass kisser was getting special assignments. Yep. And then I started to notice others in the agency kissing that person's butt and getting what they wanted. And it kind of turned into, well, this person's a team player. That's why they're getting it. Not necessarily because they're more qualified. Maybe you two are, are equally qualified, but he's more of a team player. So he's going to get it. And I just wonder if over time having multiple people kissing ass is what, change that person or if the promotion changed that person right and and i kind of like i I get the whole team player ideology right because you know we've all played on you know most people in law enforcement have been on sports teams you know it's this type of the alpha male or alpha female mentality right that we all have is you know we've all been on team sports and i think that that is an excuse that gets used Mm -hmm. um because it, it's an easy cop out, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he's a team player. Or is it because he literally will do whatever you ask him to do and won't take a fucking stand for anything? You know, because he you he knows and you know that he you can get him to do whatever you want him to do because he's a puppet, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just controlling the strings. And those people, like I have an issue with those people that are just getting freaking puppeted. Because they're not taking a stand. Like your job in law enforcement is 100% to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And, Absolutely. 100%. And, yeah. And you're doing this and you're be, being used. I mean, and you don't even see it. Like I fucking saw it. I'm like, I'm getting used for all this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I took, you know, great, great deal of concern with that. I'm like, this is not, this is a problem, you know? And then I quit scratching your back. So what did you do to me is you turn around and fucking bite me in the ass. Mm-hmm. So it's, it happens in any profession that you, that you work in, not just law enforcement, but it, you know, it's that team idea of, Oh yeah, that's the excuse. It's such a cop out. It really is. Well, and it's that idea of team players great when you're winning and you're continuing to win, 
but and you're ripping off you know 10 15 yard rushes every play but when it's the fourth quarter and you're down by 20 and coach is still calling run to the left run to the left a good quarterback needs to step up and say coach let's pass this fucking ball right sometimes that opposition is a good team player <clears throat> yeah you you have to have that person that one person has got there ha- there has to be more than one but i'm just mm-hmm. saying there has to be at least one person who is the check and balance of that whole issue Mm-hmm. Because regardless of a situation, you know, if you're out on a call, SWAT call out or whatever, and, you know, you make that decision to pull the trigger because you saw something differently than what a command staff member saw, right, mm-hmm. where they don't see the gun and you did and you make that effort. Well, you're not being puppeted then, you know, you stood up for what you saw and what you believed in and you didn't need to be ordered by somebody to do your job. Mm-hmm. And that's where you run into this issue where this, you know, oh, team player idea, you know, and being puppeted. It's just, it's, it's, it's such a cop out. Well, and so that's how, it, that's how it starts is you've got boots on the ground that start kissing that butt and playing that game. You start to see it outside of work as well. where all of a mm-hmm. sudden, Hey, we're hanging out at a bar together and Hey, let me go get that girl and put her on your arm. You know, things like right. that that starts to create that relationship and muddy those waters and just kind of continue to build that issue outside of work. So they transition from there to the new boots on the ground to when it starts becoming time for, like you said, special assignments or more importantly, promotions, these guys start heading to the top of the list and getting promoted. And now you've got that issue in a command staff or command structure. Right now, these, and that's almost it. Almost kind of works out like you said. The protected kids, and I said the protect protected douches. They started off as protected kids. Now they're mm-hmm. becoming protected protected douches. Easy for you to say, not for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these guys, they continue to play the game. They're like I said before. They're very smart. I, I don't want to take anything away from they are smart individuals because they know what they're doing, and the incidents that you hear about them aren't necessarily few and far between, but like when it comes time for complaints, those are, are spaced out quite a bit. Yes. What I've noticed is that these people are power abusers. Once they finally get that position Mm -hmm. and they kind of that dictatorship that we talked about, they get that power and they start to hold it over people. They start to abuse that power. And when the kickback comes from those underneath them, those above them, are still, I guess, considered friendly and they start going back to that good old boy system. And they start protecting them more and more. I could, yeah, I agree completely with that. It's kind of like the, <clears throat> I guess kind of the spin on that that I have is more or less treatment when it comes down to like officers, you know, not being equally reprimanded, you know, mm-hmm. where you get, you get these guys who, you know, could commit the same infraction exactly to a T and then one is disciplined more than the other, you know, and like ethically speaking, like that's not, that's not right at all. Like if you're, no. if you're doing the same shit, there should be like a, like a, a standard operation of what you're going to do mm-hmm. and for the discipline of that, that ordeal. Well, just because you're, you know, boys with whoever that's in the command staff, you know, then you, you know, you don't get that, de- you don't get disciplined the same. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it shouldn't be that way. It's, but it is, you know, you have those issues. 
Yeah, and and I guess what I've noticed is when these individuals get their power, I, at least what I've seen is they start globbing on to the brand new boots right away. Yep. And and start getting real buddy buddy with them because what they're doing is they're they're kind of weeding them out, right? Yep. Either you're gonna go one of two ways. You're gonna you're gonna glob onto me like I'm globbing onto you, and we're gonna become buddy buddy. And you're going to do whatever I tell you to, and I'm not going to see any resistance to you, from you. Or eventually, you're going to see the paint peeling on the wall, so to speak. <laughs> and you're yeah. going to realize this person's kind of a piece of shit, and you're going to start giving that pushback. Well, by the time that's happened, there's been a substantial amount of time from the last time this you know idiot got complained on. And it's all going to be allowed to be recycled and kind of washed away. Right. Uh, you kind of want to start. Ta- I know you're like, this is where we're ta- kind of talking about that. There's this fine line here that we're trying not to like cross because right. we, I mean, I, I could go into some serious fucking stories mm-hmm. about, you know, things that I've witnessed or things that I've heard from other agencies that have happened uh, just from people talking to us, you know, reaching out to us and whatever on their social medias and saying, yeah, man, I listened to this episode. This shit fucking happened. And this happened and you're just kind of like, it, it, it's, it's like a fucking cancer and it's just rotting from within. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about it in our leadership episode, you know, about like the prehistoric dinosaurs being in law enforcement, you know, taking on chief's jobs. Like mm-hmm. that's the problem. That's like the fucking root cause of the issue because there are really good officers that are like with the now of current events with inside of law enforcement mm-hmm. and how to do this job that are being held back because they don't want to change this thing for the better. And there, you know, there's a way to do this. And generationally speaking, there's some people, you know, maybe even a little bit older than us um, that great leaders like would go on and flourish as a chief would make the department or a department, a really good place um, to, and it would be thriving um, that people would want to go work at, mm-hmm. you know, but you have all this turnover and stuff at other agencies that should be a fucking red flag. If you're seeing people leave other agencies like that, that should be a red flag to you that, holy shit, like what is wrong with that place? Mm-hmm. Because people just don't leave work for any God for, you know, just any reason, you know, they, there's a reason why they're leaving. And uh, so it, it could be because there's all this protected douchery. I love that douchery. I like it. Protected douchery all over. You know, it's, it's one of those, it's a problem. Well, I, Again, we're so painted into a corner here because we can't give specifics on some of the stories that we know. But like like you said, there are some young people out there. There are some young guns that would make great leaders, but they keep getting beaten down and beaten down. And when they finally, I don't want to say grow a pair, but finally are willing to stand up for themselves and push back or file a complaint or file a lawsuit or or even just verbally say this isn't right, they get knocked down again while that protected douche comes out looking Scott clean. Yeah. And at a, at a certain point, you get to the point where I'm not going to stand up for myself anymore because it's not worth it. I'm just right. going to show up. I'm going to collect a paycheck and I'm going to go home. Yeah. And it, that's it, part of the big problem. That is 100% spot on because you, it, that is how you feel. You, I mean, I, right. I know people you know, personally, I also know people, uh, you know, outside of the agency we've came from and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. you, 
once you learn real quickly that you're not going to have support because you're just going to get pushed down, it turns into a, well, I don't know, you know, what the, what the point is. And you're trying to fight for the whole reason why you got into law enforcement in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that is to continue to help people, but it's hard to help you don't have the support or backing from your own, your own agency, you know? So what do you do? You ride around in a fucking car for eight to 12 hours a day and do nothing, you know? And you're like, because you don't, you don't want to get in trouble. You know, you're like, shit, if I get in trouble, big time, I'm a douche yep. and the writing's on the wall. So or the other part of it is when you're trying to stand up for your brothers and sisters and you've got five, 10, 15, 20 of them you're trying to stand up for, but all of a sudden now you have to defend yourself and you're getting your face pushed down in the mud. I think it's a tactic that so many of these protected douchebags and protected admins know and employ pretty heavily because it, it creates that separation among the ranks. Yeah. And if I'm protecting myself, I can't protect you 20 and you kind of have to look out for yourselves also. They, right. they know that a unified front is a bad thing. Yeah, it is exactly what is wrong right now in the mainstream media. It is their, yeah. it's, it's, They're fucking dividing us every single day. That's what they're doing. That's what China wants them to do. That's what Russia wants them to do. Because, you know, the United States of America together, it, you can't fucking beat us. You know, right. there's no doubt about it. There's nobody here. They could all, the whole world could team up and it wouldn't. But divided absolutely because mm-hmm. then we're going to fight each other and they're just going to sit over there and laugh right well and this next point might be going a little too far <laughs> maybe you don't want to be associated with it but i almost look at it as like the republican democratic parties also they're so hell-bent on dividing this country yeah because they know that as as people if we were to get together and have some common sense they would these these career uh politicians would be in trouble yeah, I mean, and I'm not going to come out and say, you know, obviously what I am politically. I think sure. people are going to understand, you know, where where I fall because, like, you know, you know, I will tell you exactly what's on the top of my mind, and that pisses some people off because mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of who you are, and I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say. Yeah, and and that maybe get me in trouble at times. But my point here is, is that at least you know who you're getting. And yeah. my point here is, is that if I sit here and tell you that going one direction is absolutely way too fucking far the opposite direction of where we want to go as a country mm-hmm. versus the other side. You have to pick between one or the other, and that's sad because we should just create another fucking party and get through this shit. Absolutely. You know, because, like, if you're going to both try to divide this country, then we as a country need to find one party and form that shit and run with it. And go away from both of those two, because yeah. if that's what you're going to do, that's a problem. And it's no different than in law enforcement. If you're going to, if you're going to pit the admin versus the union members or the, the, the basic line officers or whatever, and you're going to run that shit apart, mm-hmm. that's a problem. There's, there's never going to be no camaraderie. There's never going to be the morale level is going to be fucking shit. And, you know, people are going to really get pissed off and just leave. Mm-hmm. Because they're not, they're not going to play with it anymore. They're not going to play the game. Right. They're going to take their ball and go home. Yeah. I, I think that, and I genuinely think that both in the political world, as well as like you just said, the, the at-home agency world, I think you've got 10% that are way on one side trying to be as loud as they can. You've got 10% on the other side trying to be as loud as they can, creating all this noise. And the other 80% in the middle are in the middle just going, hey, there's a much better way of doing this. I just don't feel like yelling right now. 
Yeah, because you don't you don't want to get pushed down in the fucking mud. You're right. part of that eighty percent, and if you voice your concern one way or the other, you know there, that's like you just kind of walked off the fucking plank into the water. Absolutely, and you're like, well, shit, and you know, <laughs> try not to well, touch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, do it's do you sell your soul to the devil, yeah. or do you get riddled with bullets? Right, exactly, and and those bullets, you know, it's one of those things that you talked about the twenty. If you're getting, you know, if you're taking shots, if the 20 people are taking shots and you put yourself in front of those to save the 20, that's an honorable fucking thing. Yeah. And, and so be it if you go down in the fucking pit of flames. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's an impressive thing that you had to stand in front of those 20 to defend them when you're all supposed to be part of the same fucking team anyway, in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I, I genuinely hope, and I, Part of me thinks that it's true, but I genuinely hope that some of the guys back at our old agency understand that you and I tried to be that guy standing up for them. Yeah. And, and tried to take the bullets. And eventually, eventually it's just, it's, it's enough. It's too much. And you got to go another route. Yeah. And there is, and I'm, you know, I, I'm just going to say this, but we may have to cut it out. You can think about it. <laughs> Maybe you can cut it if you want to. Um, there is a fucking riff right now and I know, you know, it and, and I've heard it. There is a divide in that place just from who I've talked to. And it is interesting being on the outside at a different agency watching, because there's a lot of people who are very upset with what has occurred there in the past, you know, year Mm -hmm. (laughs) and maybe two years. And I feel for those guys like that. I mean, you're there to do a job and just be a police officer. Like that's all you've wanted to do. And now you're in the middle of this and it's just, I feel so terrible for them that they're having to sit there and fucking fight these battles. Right. And not have any support, you know, like shit, dude. And, uh, you know, well, you can cut this up. I'm going to say, because it's definitely going to tell you who exactly I am. I'm sitting at a fucking concert and, you know, with a couple guys that we worked with and their fucking phone started going off for a call out. And I'm sitting there intoxicated because I'm having a good time. And I'm sitting there and my wife's sitting there and I'm like looking at her like these are getting called out for something. And then I start concerning myself with what the fuck's going on. Because I'm like, those are my friends. I told well, them, so, I said, when he goes down to call the, the team leader. I'm like, ask him if he wants me to come in. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real, I'd come in and help you. Bro, I saw that hit the news, and I my my stomach sank because I was, I was the shield guy. My responsibility yeah. was the first one through the fucking door, making sure the 10 other guys behind me were safe. And that was one of the hardest things I had to do when I left was realize that I was leaving that whole team to kind of restart, you know? And so I saw that come out and I, like I said, my stomach sank. I was like, fuck, they're going into that and they don't have me. And what I kind of felt like a piece of shit, honestly. Yeah. I'm so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, like doing process of elimination, like who is working and I'm starting to figure out, okay, this is this dude's days off. Now this is this dude's days off now. And I'm going son of a bitch. Those would have been the days I was working. Yeah. And I'm going, fuck and then i found out who it was and i'm like those are like some of the of all the people that at that old agency right other than maybe four fucking people there like i enjoyed all of them 
Yeah. And, you know, it's like, and that's a relatively large agency. I mean, it's not huge, you know, it's a decent size though. And I'm like sitting there going, well, fuck those four that I absolutely despise are absolutely not there because they don't do anything. And fucking, so I'm like, all my friends are getting, you know, on this call, you mm-hmm. know, knowing exactly what's going on. I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is nuts. So I got, man, I was getting worked up. Like I'm worked up now, but I was yeah. getting fucking worked up. My wife is like, you know, essentially grabbing my arm, like, God, like calm down. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. And and so luckily to everyone listening, this all transpired. Everyone was safe. Everyone went home safely, even the, the suspect, but then also so to kind of bring this full circle back to the protected douches and kind of the, you know, the mentality you and I have right now after leaving and kind of feeling feeling bad i when i first i have to apologize because when i first got in to our old agency i saw some of these protected douches and kind of had that naive mindset you know uh, maybe it's the officer maybe the officer needs to change this person can't be that bad right mm-hmm. well then as my career started to progress it was well yeah this this is a douchebag this is a protected douchebag but if I can just toe the line, maybe I can start to work my way up and I can make things better. And then finally, selfishly, it hit me. And the protected douchebags hit I got yeah, not to give too many details, but I you know, I mix it up with them and realize that I've got too long of a career to go that mentally I can't put up with this for another 20, 25 years. So I've got to I gotta move on. And and I'll dive into that more when we eventually get to our stories that episode that we're going to do about our stories and leaving, which is a little ways away, but it's just ironic how we, like I said, we've come full circle and, and yeah, yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I know where you're going with it. You're going like, you want to just fucking cut the leash, you know, just cut the leash and just fucking talk about it. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's like, you know, we'll get there. Everybody's so. sitting on the edge of their seat right now because they fucking know it, dude. <laughs> I know where they're sitting at right now. I'm on the edge of my seat, like ready to jump through my fucking screen and like you know that's just who i am you know it's just one of those things but we, we promise will. you if you if you're in our old agency you probably already fucking know but if you're in not in our agency we're gonna cover it i promise you uh it's gonna come out and you're gonna a fucking wall just takes time yeah and you'll understand and- why and like you said there were a lot of people there that we liked working with i don't want to totally nope. disgrace the old agency but I mean, when I first got hired there, it was a great place to be at. Yep. And I wish it could have stayed that way. And there were still a lot of good things about it when I left. But to kind of look at the silver lining of all this, you and I went to new agencies. And I don't know about you. I think it's the same. Dude, stepping through the door that first day, I felt a weight come off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like, like literally, I, I yeah. felt better just that first day. All that turmoil all that bullshit, all that anxiety just seemed to off in the wind. Yeah. Well, it's like my level of responsibility, like increased day fucking one and yeah. at the new agency. And I'm like, Holy shit, dude. Like there's things that I'm like doing right now that admin related. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like I'm literally like trying, I'm, I'm actually, this is a process of elimination on this one. It's pretty much the four that I've talked about in the past, whatever they did do the fucking opposite. Like that's yeah. how I'm, that's how I'm doing this. Like, yeah. it's like, I mean, seriously, it's like do process of elimination on how to handle this. And, uh, but like we talked 
and we both had gone to the range with our new agency mm-hmm. and I shot the best I've ever fucking shot. Yeah. I told you, I'm like, dude, I don't know how I did that. Uh, my group was like fucking the size of a softball. And I'm like, there's no way, man. When I used to shoot at the old agency, my shit was all over the place. I mean, you can ask anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but now it's like, no, we're good. And I'm like, it's the same gun. Like the gun's right. the same right. person. So it's just interesting. My my new lieutenant literally was like, are you a firearms instructor? And I was like, no. And he's like, have you thought about it? You <laughs> be? Like, yeah. I'm like, that was like day three. So <laughs> it it just shows you some of the fucking tactics and some of the things that we went through and other people are currently going through that I believe were 100% intentional. Yes. Yep. So it, yeah, I, I have not doubted my decision since making that decision. No. And everybody that I've talked about or talked to that has done what we have done from that place happy (laughs) it's like it's like i mean like it's almost like you and i'm not trying to compare this like apples and oranges because this is obviously domestics are so severe but when a when a person leaves a domestic you know abuse relationship yes they're just they they just people you know like Mm -hmm. they look better they're not as drained you know and after you see them like later on you know after like you know a couple months after it exactly what that what i've when i've seen the officers that have left and talk to them in person like they're just go absolutely glowing <laughs> like it's like uh congratulations like that's good for you you know you, you look good so, i wish i wish i had my phone because i i just sent someone in the text message we were talking about it and i told them like obviously i've got a different color lens like looking at it and i don't want the people at the old agency to think that i'm like being vindictive but no. i'm like no one at that agency deserves to be going through what they're going through right and although the grass isn't always greener on the other side, it can be quite a bit greener on the other yeah, side. <laughs> it can be fucking like aesthetically green. Like right? like MLB infield yeah. green. Yeah. Can be. Yep. So um, no, absolutely. Like, you know, it, it's one of those things where we I I you know, I like I said, I had some over recently and they were asking, you know, because they're you know, they were just, you know curious as to, you know, how I was doing and things like that. Cause we're friends, you know? Yeah. And they, uh, they're like, you know, I, I told them, you know, I'm like, this is what goes on and this is how I feel. And, um, they were genuinely happy, you know, and I'm sitting here going like, you know, and I've heard, you know, kind of the stuff that's still kind of going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, if there's one thing that I hope, and I, and I know Sergeant Zeke, when he was on, you know, he, we were talking and he's like, if I can change anything, you know, that if I left and it changed for the better, perfect. Because some of that shit is because that did change over there because of him. Yeah. And just like you and I moving on to other places, like if they take a fucking step back, they want to listen to our podcast and listen to this exact episode and make the change for those guys there to retain them. Good on you because it keeps them there. And, and we did that for them. If you, if you will. And I have no issue with that because all Mm -hmm. I, you know, my friends and for the future of that agency, the people that community deserve it to have a good law enforcement agency, you know, yeah. like legitimately speaking yeah. and not be, not be like bad mouthed by other agencies around the state. Like it's right. It's, I mean, I, you know, down in the County that I'm in now, I mean, there's people down there going like, Oh, you came from there. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, I've heard bad shit about that place. And I'm just like, 
uh yeah i mean that's but then they tell you stories and i'm like yeah that's true yeah or specific like specific names yeah mm-hmm. we're like yeah i know and, and and i also i genuinely 100 hope six months from now a year from now i reach out to someone at the old agency and they go yeah dude it's fucking great here yes it's never been better i i genuinely hope that that's the way that it is i don't want I, I have no delusions of grandeur. That place is not going to burn to the fucking ground because we're nope. not there anymore. Nope. There I can only hope that it gets better. There are, like I said, uh, now <laughs> minus four officers. Over there. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's, it's a great place. So it is. And we, we obviously wish them, you know, our brothers and sisters, because that's what this job is. Mm-hmm. Brotherhood and sisterhood the best and if they need anything absolutely fucking reach out to us because like i'm not gonna you know i have no issue with anybody minus those four people <laughs> well and you know we could we could probably spew off for another hour and a half about the mental health side of things but yeah let's let's bring this full circle again and uh, we've said multiple times our goal with this podcast is to make the profession better moving forward what do you think it takes to get rid of or unprotect these douches? Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, I would say, you know, getting the group together and freaking not really. And obviously don't pitchforks and you know, <laughs> like you're not going out on a witch hunt. But uh, but you almost have to, you know, address them. You almost have to face to face them and mm-hmm. say, hey, listen. This is some bullshit, but you got to do it together. You can't yeah. do it like one person. Like we've tried that. It didn't fucking work. And we know others that have tried that. Yeah. And it didn't work. Um, so, but I mean, that kind of like we said at the beginning, like we're painted into a corner here because I could tell you, you know, exactly how to do it, but it probably wouldn't be ethical and it probably wouldn't be legal. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> what are our comrades at? <laughs> trying to insurrect anything here. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Um, but my point is, you know, you, ha- you, ha- you pretty much have to just band together, I think, mm-hmm. and and take that common front and move it forward. And, you know, there's different ways you can do it. But, you know, we- we've tried ways. They didn't work. Really banding together and understanding that, you know, and the hard part about that, I think, though, is, is that the ones that are being protected as well, that are part of like the, the core group that are like the actual line personnel like, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta figure out and with you yeah you cut them out because they're not going to help you anyway and actually they're probably going to be like the mole yeah and they're going to spew the shit to the other side yep so um not in the positive form you know it's kind of just be like oh yeah kind of like an informant you know mm-hmm. they're just going to spew the shit you know oh. so, well it, it's it's amazing what gets told over drinks oh yeah right yeah so, i think i'd have to wholeheartedly agree with you i think one you have to be unified and then two, I think you have to keep that pressure up. Yeah. And like you like you said, not pitchforks and flamethrowers and shit like that, but just being vocal and not backing down. And no one person is gonna do it. Like right. you said again, this is kind of repeating everything you just said, but yeah, one one person is not gonna get it done because there's too many protected douches who are unified. Yep. So if you can start to get a group that starts making noise. And start it stays vocal, and they you know consistently push back against the bullshit. And then if they have to take it to another level, go to city council, go to maybe the media. I don't know. 
anything like that, just continue to put the pressure on until these individuals either leave or realize it's not worth it anymore. We were wrong. Let's fix the problem. Right. And if, I mean, if you're part of a union, you, you have a voice, like you see it all the time. Like you, obviously you can't go on strike or whatever, but mm-hmm. you still have a voice. You have a collective voice uh, to voice your concerns of these issues. And, and you should, like you absolutely should bring the attention to, you know, the city manager or, or, you know, the council, like you said, because, you know, hopefully they'll listen to you because mm-hmm. what it's doing is it's, you know, I, I'm all part, you know, prior military, you know, chain of command, this stuff and another, but that fucking chain of command breaks like most of the time. I will mm-hmm. promise you that and there's, it's a, I get the ideology behind it. Um, you know, it's, it's, I get why, you know, you don't want your kids to run right to dad or then try to spin it and run it right to mom instead after dad said no. Mm-hmm. But if something's not getting done, or at least it's not reaching the the channel that it's supposed to reach, there's a problem there. You know, that's because somebody's dictating how this is going to go in between you and where it needs to get to. So sometimes you just have to band together and run that shit right to the fucking top. Yep. So, and and now what I would say, and I added a caveat to that is, if you've got a union, you've got a voice, but you can't just put it on your president or your vice president's shoulders. Right. It's got to be that same unified front and you have to go together as a collective union and say, we're not backing down. We're banded together. Absolutely. I, that's where it is. I mean, really? <clears throat> so, well, we've, we kind of rambled on, we've kind of talked all over the place, but I think we've kind of, you know, had the, the problem and the solution here. I think we've covered a lot. If it sounds like Swagger got a little heated, it's because he did. Yeah. If it sounds like <laughs> Turk got a little why. confused, it's because he did. Yeah, well, <laughs> Swagger's going off the fucking rails here. No, not at all. Just kidding. Just kidding. Kind of wrapping this whole thing together, putting that bow on the present. Uh, this was another kind of little somewhat negative episode. And we promise you that we're not going to keep going down this negative rabbit hole. But there are just some topics we have to cover, right? Yeah, if we're I, think make we're it to, I think we're trying to clear some of these out so we mm-hmm. can push forward with the positive, like a, just a string of pretty much everything positive moving yeah. forward. Um, and because these are things that people I know we've talked to wanted to hear, mm-hmm. um, wanted to hear our take on it. There's a couple other things that people want us to talk about that we unfortunately cannot talk about for a little bit, You're right. but we will, minus naming names and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's we're going to get through these together, you know, please keep listening, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then there'll be other stuff on the other side of it. And we got some guest ideas lined up here, like we've been talking about. And there's Mm -hmm. like one that we really want, not quite sure how we want to go about that, that we're going to touch on. um, But we'll get that worked out. So, yeah, I will say that if you have ideas, continue to bring them to us. It might take a little bit of time like this one did before we can get it out there. Yep. Just keep hitting us up on all social medias, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. I had a total brain fart there. Uh, by the way, we have 10, 10 followers now on Twitter. We're really cooking. Well, that's because people are coming back to Twitter. <laughs> um, I think that if things go the way we're kind of planning, the next couple episodes might get kind of heavy. And I'm not saying negative or bad. They just they could be they could be some pretty heavy episodes but good content and good messages to get out there. So just be prepared for that also. Yeah. Yep. So, and if you know, Kurt, have him on, yes. uh, we've been trying, um, tell him that 
couple guys from the Midwest. Have we said what state we're in? <laughs> yeah, we're from Iowa. All right, and he's from Iowa, so you know we could uh, we could have a conversation, and uh, he could help the brothers out from back I, home. I think I'm just gonna start hounding him every day on social media until he responds back. Well, it's it's my new goal. You may catch the harassment ordeal there. <laughs> oh, you're right. No one's told me to stop yet. And then hopefully his hopefully his law enforcement agency just goes, well, just block him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, if you if anyone out there knows Kurt Warner, this okay. So I guess tell the story. The whole reason this came about is he talked about uh, some comments that were made by an NFL quarterback that had to do mm-hmm. with leaders, leadership, and the kind of rings true for us. Actually, we some of the things that he talked about we've commented on in our leadership episode. So we would love to have him on as a guest to talk to him about what his views on leadership are. So if anyone out there knows him, even third hand, please get our name to him. Touch on his ideology. That's a big fish, right? Obviously, like we're casting a a line. Like, let's do this. Um, But at the same time, being where we're from, uh, like legitimately exactly to a point almost, um, and then, uh, and then also kind of the, you know, his ideology on leadership and stuff like that, that we've talked about would be, he would be a great person to just kind of really, really re-solidify what we have said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously just talking to the guy and he's super successful. Um, you know, I know a lot about him. Just, I was a quarterback. Um, I looked up to him. I grew up watching him play. Um, so it's, uh, you know, he's, Obviously, he's done a great job, and he continues to do a great job with the community and and things like that. So he he just stays relevant and and charity and and things like that. So yeah, so well, man, <laughs> it's a good episode. Yeah, we haven't talked in almost a month. We haven't recorded in almost a month, and here we are, cranking out a banger. I hope you guys liked it. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, if you don't have anything, do you have anything else? I got nothing other than koozies are still for sale at uh, on Etsy at Emory. Harper okay, Design. yeah, we do have that. Yeah, stocks have started tanking. I think the the stock market is crashing, so we could use a little extra coin. <laughs> 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 no, no, just uh, they, like you said, they are still for sale. We still haven't had anyone step up and send us a picture yet. Well, I actually talked about that over the weekend, and I pretty much called a couple of them a bunch of bitches. Good. So good. Let's see what happens? Let's get that message across. Yeah you ain't doing it you a bitch (laughs) (laughs) all right on that note everyone (laughs) stay safe